to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Holy smokes, Batman. It's Gaggle of Geeks with Blake Howard and Sophie Live. So that was actually our third try doing this intro. <laughs> oh, yes. You did so well. <laughs> and then, I've spoken over the geese twice. And, and then, then, then our amazing shit list. Uh, uh, for, 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 for those of you who have listened to the show before, um, our amazing shit list queue just jumped in and uh, completely obliterated Soap's intro. And uh, I've been sitting here covering my mouth, trying not to chuckle in the microphone ever since. So, But welcome, this is Gaggle of Geeks, the podcast. On to SER. Yeah. Yes, this is the weekly wrap of all things good, geeky and pop culture where we just kind of do a weekly wrap of all good things that are coming to come. Yeah, we, we've, got, jazz. we've got some news, uh, some of it's great, some of it's terrible, and we've also got some reviews um, for some cool stuff when that comes up, but uh, this week's show, um, it's me, Blake Howard, as always, and... Me, Sophie Lai. Awesome, and yes, and so this week, oh, we've got some good stuff, but let's 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 kick off with the good stuff, because there's some shit stuff on there as well, so let's... Uh, <laughs> let's uh, like, and, and, and always. Not, uh, there's always. There's always people that deserve that cue that we so aptly brought up, but the big one is Mission Impossible has finally got a title, MI6. We only know it so far as the movie that features... Henry Cavill with a moustache. That then ruined Justice League because they had to CGI it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, all the things, all the things. But it's got a name. It's called Mission Impossible Fallout, which... Quite apt for a name, considering yeah. the situation. Yeah. Look, <laughs> the first situation is, and um, we'll definitely chuck it up on the Gaggle of Geeks uh, page on 2SER.com, but you'll mm. see Tom Cruise, like, he's like a like, the last proper movie star that's banging around at the moment. Like, there aren't no movie stars, some people say. But he's just... He's the guy. And he was doing a stunt in this movie, jumping between two buildings. He was wired up. And As you do. And he still does all his stunts. And he's, like, what, 50, pushing 50 60? 50 <laughs> and he jumps between two buildings and breaks his ankle and broke his ankle, which actually paused and halted production. They're just finally doing some rap, um, rap shoots now, um, uh, to finalize it before the sort of July release. And man, on the Graham Norton show, it was an interview with like a bunch of the cast members and they showed the footage from multiple angles. Cause they just had every camera on him oh. so they could do it in one take. And not only did he break his ankle pretty gnarly, he got up and finished the take. He got up and kept <laughs> running cause he knew that he wasn't going to be able to do it again. He's like, it's broken. You got to take me to hospital, but he finished the take. Oh. Amazing. He is a legend. And that take from that interview is in the movie. So dying to see this. If you haven't seen, um, you know, if you're not such a Mission Impossible fan or you maybe fell off early, mm. uh, there was an amazing one in, in, in the entry called Ghost Protocol, uh, which was That's Brad a- Bird. Right, was that number four? Number four. Mm. Brad Bird, director of The Incredibles, um, was behind it, which 
uh, it was such an amazing entry in in the franchise. Really, sort of kick started it. Three three was a bit of a plateau for me. Two is garbage. Three three is definitely a, a point in the right direction. Four really starts to hit its stride, and mm-hmm. then Rogue Nation comes and Chris McQuarrie, who directed Tom Cruise and wrote um, uh, Jack Reacher, the first Jack Reacher film, mm-hmm. um, came behind the lens and. They just knocked Jack Reacher out of the park, came onto Rogue Nation, completely knocked out of the park, and Fallout is apparently set, literally, you know, aptly named Fallout because it's set in the fallout of what happens in Rogue Nation. So they're really tied together. Um, Ilsa Faust um, is back, um, even though she was disappearing in the end of uh, the last one. So And Henry Cavill plays a, a nasty British spy with an awesome moustache. Angela Bassett, all the is gang's that back. just so stereotypical, though? Yeah, that's what spy movies are about, so <laughs> stereotype me up. Stereotype you up, moustache British villain. <laughs> and look, Harry Cavill, like, I honestly think the recent Danny Craig Bonds have been so good, but mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people sleep on the Mission Impossibles as genuinely great spy movies, and I think that they've been so much closer in quality to what Bond's been delivering in the last couple of movies than it has been in a long time. So, I mean, I I love me a, a Henry Cavill. This is another guy. This is what I love about Mission Impossible. Henry Cavill was a guy who was up for Bond a mm. couple of times. Yeah. And then he went off and did uh, the Guy Ritchie movie, uh, The Man from Uncle, the spy movie, and yep. it had uh, Army Hammer in it. Um, that was actually quite fun. Very fun. And camp as hell. And oh, fun. Totally. Fun as. So many, like, glowering eyes at each other. I'm mm. like, is that a precursor? <laughs> this is delicious. This is like... <laughs> this is Ship pre- me up. Ship me up. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the prequel to Call Me By Your Name. But, but uh, look, yeah... Um, What's awesome about it is you kind of get that James Bond actor caliber sort of imagery mm. um, without actually having to go there. So, no, I'm so excited about this movie. Honestly, we are going to gush about Black Panther coming up very shortly, but Black Panther, Mission Impossible, Fallout, they are my two most anticipated movies of the year. Everything else, I'm just like, it's it's going to be awesome. But uh, Chris McCoy, I think, crushed it with Rogue Nation. Very watchable. Again, if you haven't seen it, you must see it. Um, don't be put off by Tom Cruise jumping on a couch or Scientology. Just watch it. That was a while ago now. Yeah, we can He's He's calmed down slightly, not by much. No, he, he hasn't calmed down. I mean, he's calmed down on pu- in public. In public. I and, mean. <laughs> and that's all we care about, but uh, but yeah. So look out, though. On Monday, Australian time is the Super Bowl. A absolute stack of trailers for upcoming movies this year, especially movies that are going to drop in the sort of American summer between April and sort of July, mm-hmm. um, are gonna are gonna show up. And and one of the big ones which we've been thinking about coming out, but it's most certainly on its way, is Mission Impossible Fallout. So that will be around, and we're pretty freaking excited about it. Amazing. But a trailer did drop this week. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it did. A Ant-Man and the Wasp. So small in the poster as well, which was so cute. Very cute. So if you haven't seen it, it is literally Ant-Man and the Wasp. The title, white background and two little tiny, tiny, tiny specks. <laughs> <laughs> little black dots. And I'm like, that is gold. <laughs> the trailer is really good. Like mm. uh, Evangeline Lilly. Is the best thing in Ant Man, as far as I'm concerned, and Michael Pena. Michael Pena. I was is, say, Michael can't Pena. Michael Pena. Michael Pena. He's just <laughs> going off like on a tangent. His stories. There are nothing. Be- there's nothing better than that, as far as I'm concerned. But Michael Pena, um, and uh, you know, uh, of course, Evangeline Lilly. But yeah, I'm excited about this. Mm. I, I actually, Ant Man, I could buy. It was just one of those ones I could leave. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm. I'll watch this. Because I know so many people had issues with Ant Man. While it was a solely fun movie, in my opinion. 
because of the way it was handled with Edgar Wright. Oh, everyone was off, really devastated. Coming off the film yeah. in the way that he did. It was just... It had been like a decade of courting and then he left. So, I know. Yeah. Not, that wasn't cool, but that's okay because he went and made Baby Driver. He did. Yeah. He another but massive, you know, we made, made a stack of money, original movie, and he got to make a movie that he wanted to make. And, uh, I, you know, if, if, if it meant having no Baby Driver, you're like... Eh. Uh, another Marvel movie and another Marvel movies. Who cares? But more Edgar Wright movies, cool. They'll get made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this we know. They will continue to be made, despite whatever we say about them or anyone says about them. Yeah. But um, Brie Larson, first images have uh, come out on set for Captain Marvel. As yeah. Well. I'm looking forward to this one. It's another period set one. I think that's uh, like the... um. I think the Marvel movies and even the X-Men movies got better when they started to be able to just place a lineage mm-hmm. of stories, but they didn't necessarily have to be connected. That's so great about Logan. It just sort of happens and it's in the universe, but not and whatever, who cares? It's just an amazing movie. But yeah, the, the cool thing with Captain Marvel is that apparently they're trying to go sort of a bit of a throwback, sort of 70s, 80s, 60s setting, yeah. um, which which I like. Because when people first saw the costume, because it was also pretty much a costume reveal, everyone was expecting the, the red, blue, and yellow costume that most people are quite acquainted with the comics have seen, but they've kind of thrown it back to a green, yeah, green and black, bit Green Lantern esque. Yeah, yeah, it is a little bit more leathery than I expected. Yeah. I, I like me, you know, call me old fashioned, so, mm. but I do like me a like nineteen, you know, seventy seven Superman, like just a leotard. When you're a super powered flying person, do you really need all the muscularity? No, mm. no, but. But, you know, more power to Marvel and Captain yeah. Marvel. Well, hopefully. Hopefully. It goes well because finally they're experimenting with a female lead. I oh, know. Shocker. <laughs> Took them. <laughs> Lord knows And how it's not long. Black Widow. It's not Black Widow. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. And they know it does well because, look, Jessica Jones went fantastically on Netflix. Yeah, it did. Went, went so well that DC hired the writer, <laughs> the inventor, um, to come over the fence. So, yeah, no, really good. Wow. He's hoping. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's bring it up. Okay. Let's get to the shit list. Let's get to the shit list. Let's get to the shit list. Oh. You are officially on my shit list. Oh man. DC DC fans, what are you doing? <laughs> Some really this I I don't even want to call them DC fans, but I just Okay, DC racist man babies. DC <laughs> racist man babies is the perfect way to describe it. Have decided that they don't like this beautiful celebration of African American like culture and a, a and a leading man and just like Ryan Coogler's amazing film by all accounts because Black Panther folks has premiered mm-hmm. in the states to very very praise-filled, gushy tweets of love, and in fact had the best-dressed premiere in the history of premieres. That was a good-looking red carpet. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like, I was like just following (laughs) Lupita Nyong's um, Instagram was going, oh, my goodness, what is, oh, my gosh, (laughs) give me all these fashion tips. (laughs) Yes, it was stunning. It was absolutely stunning. Donald Glover's orange suit, Mm -hmm. Lupita, of course, Mm. Janelle Monae. just everyone looked amazing. Um, the movie, by all accounts, s- knocks it out of the park. But 
can you can you read those folks what the, what this event bullshit is so so it's been discovered on Facebook there is an event that is called give black panther a rotten audience score on rotten tomatoes and it's by the group that's behind it is called down with disney's treatment of franchises and its fanboys keyword fanboys <laughs> <laughs> so wait so wait let's just pause people want to shit on a movie because they don't like disney franchises and fanboys the way they're treating the fanboys so in the c- covered um image of this event there's the Black Panther logo and or the title treatment plus a Marvel Studios. And on top of it, it says, give this a rotten score on Rotten Tomatoes. Hashtag DC over Marvel. Hashtag bring down Disney. So dumb. I mean, I'll, I would have just like, you know, put it to racist man babies. But when they were like, hashtag DC over Marvel, you're like, are you serious? We're not with you. <laughs> we are not with you. Two DC and Marvel fans sit at these microphones, and I can tell you, I'm actually more of a DC fan, way more than a Marvel fan. Mm. I'm Vertigo these days. So. <laughs> this DC fan can comfortably say, we are not with you, dipsticks. Seriously. Sort yourselves out. Go and see the movie. If you enjoy it and you feel like rating it, rate it appropriately. If you don't like it, this is what's, this is what's so ridiculous about the entire mm. conversation. If you don't like a movie and you want to comment on it because we have the privilege of being able to do it with the audience scores on Rotten Tomatoes so you can you know, see where critically things are at. Mm. And sometimes it is a, a really interesting um, diagnosis of a film to see like audiences go, nope, and some critics who say, yep. And sometimes... Well, it, you saw it with um, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yes, that like critically acclaimed on the yeah. critic side, and then the audience side, mid tier. Yeah, it, it it kind of what happened when it started was all the people who were commenting as audiences were giving it terrible scores, and then as more people saw it and then saw that score, I think a lot of people were compelled to kind of go, no, it wasn't as bad as people are saying here, and so they mm. were then compelled to vote, and so now the actual score is really interesting. So you get a score where you're like, no, critically this ticks all my boxes. This is what I wanted out of this film, and. If you like Black Panther and you want to rate it, go. Go nuts. Do whatever the hell you want. But if you if you do like it, I, I just don't understand, like, hate doing it. I what's yeah. it going to achieve? If they this thi- is Ghostbusters all over yeah. again. Yeah. What, what's it going to achieve, really? Nothing. And also, I don't think everyone bases what their movie preferences or going to the film, movies and going, I wonder what I'm going to watch tonight. Mm, I'm going to check Rotten Tomatoes. Like, that's not everyone's first thought. But if people... It might be some film buffs, but most general public, they'll just be like, oh, what's up there? Ooh, that, that's a pretty, pretty poster. But also most people, and this is the other thing, a lot of people aren't deterred mm. regardless. Like, there are some more discerning people who are like, oh, I want to check out what's on Rotten Tomatoes, because mm. there's two, maybe like there's two movies you're going to want to see in any given week. But like, conversely, there are plenty of movies that I've given terrible scores to on Rotten Tomatoes as a Rotten Tomatoes approved critic. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Yep. And the audience score is glowing. <laughs> They're like, this movie's amazing. I'm like, I don't know what movie you're watching, but that sucked. Can you name it? Oh, there's plenty. Justice League gave a Rotten score too. The audience score was quite high for Justice League. Really? Yeah. The audience score was, yeah. Let's, let, let, we're going to do some are did, you serious? Yeah. The audience score was quite happy with Justice League. In fact, the overall score for Justice League wasn't too bad on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, <laughs> for for critics. They were just like, yeah, it's got well, some... Well, that's what I felt. Yeah. It's got was, some okay bits. It's got some okay bits. Wonder Woman. That's yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's got one, some okay bits. Wonder, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. 
Right, let's go. <laughs> Justice League. We're doing this live on the podcast for you folks. We're going to go Justice League. <laughs> I think my score was one and a half. Wow. Yeah, so audience score is 77% for Justice League and the really? tomato meter is 40. That is so interesting. Yeah. So, like, they're absolutely, you know, and, and, and you get the next tier of, you know, um, uh, you know, super reviewers, like, a, you know, folks who do a stack of reviews. Mm. Um, and I gave it one and a half <laughs> out of five. So, it's okay. Like, that's okay. Yeah. And I gave, this is the thing, I gave Batman v Superman. Let's do that. Batman oh, v gosh. Su- Batman v Superman. I gave four and a half. I love that movie. I am a defender until that movie explodes into the oblivion. I know. And everyone around here just disagrees <laughs> with you wholeheartedly. And that's okay. They can all do that. I'm really happy. Tomato meter, 27%. Audience score, 63. So Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I mean, look, 44% for Rotten Tomato score is great. Mm. But, uh, you know. It's there's a spectrum, but there is. but I, but chucking I, a Ghostbusters because oh they shouldn't be ladies. This is hammering up with what I felt as a kid when I watched it with four dudes. Like <laughs> um no, that's just stupid. I, I I just don't know why. Like yeah, look, I mean I think we're what, now doing. I feel like this is on the basis of race now. Like with Ghostbusters, with sex. Is, and gender. Now it's like... Oh, no. I think what they're doing, mm. they're going to say... They would say so, and mm. I guarantee you. They'd be like, no, it's got nothing to do with race. What I'm trying to say is like, Doocy's I don't like Deucey's but Marvel. And, it, yeah, all of that is a lovely, thinly-veiled piece of shit mm. over... It's racist. It's racist. <laughs> all you're doing is being racist. If you hate the ghost... Like, it's so different to... Mm. If you saw Black Panther and they did a really terrible job of it, then you should hate on it because it was a wasted opportunity. Mm-hmm. If you see it and you're like, that was really good. And I doubt, you know, Ryan Coogler made Creed, folks. Creed, like, it's amazing. Amazing movie. Mm. Um, and he's he's gathered together, like, an incredibly diverse, awesome cast. Yep. And he's basically had carte blanche to make the movie he wanted to make. Mm. So if it sucks and you don't like it, it's okay. Like, but so many people might love it. Yeah. Buzzers. What do you do? What do you do when they're doing? I, I like because it gives us geeks such a bad name <laughs> because for like you know for mainstream people like writers and audiences they just like tarnish us all with the same brush and it's like no we are not like that at all. No, uh, I I think look the only thing you can do is just like go. You just there are so many more non like hostile fundamentalist like crazy geeks there are just like geeks who really love stuff and mm-hmm. we're excited and we're willing to give it a chance and also geeks are really forgiving like you will go back so i don't know there's just these dipsticks who are trying to play the system and the system just eventually their voices just the minorities peter out but it's only because we give them attention so just let's just for a second take a moment silence and hope that they die in the silence all right, that's enough now. <laughs> yeah, we failed. We failed in a moment, silence. But, oh, dear. But, so, that was, I feel like we ranted a bit early, Blake. Oh, yeah. Look, the rant came super early. It wasn't the end of the show this time. No. No. A bit early. No, let's... But I feel like we still have a rant in us. Oh, there's definitely a rant in us. Look, before we get to the next rant, because we should close the show on the next rant, mm. um, it's highly likely mm-hmm. that on Monday... Yeah. 
I'll be seeing yeah. Black Panther. In Australia today, some people have seen it. Yes. Including former Gaggle of Geeks alumni, Maria Lewis. We won't talk about her. Because no. today I was meant she's to be in that to screening. <laughs> she's dead to us <laughs> right now. I was meant to be in that screening too. Today she's dead to us. Um, so, next Monday, we'll both hopefully be in there. Monday also is going to be jam-packed with trailers. So right now, if you wonder why your phone explodes on Monday around lunchtime, Australian time, it's because it's Super Bowl day and then all the movie companies get so impatient that their ads are going to show on American TV, so they just start streaming them internationally and every movie news website in the world is going to have a bunch of rad trailers. The big ones you are going to see, Mm -hmm. Solo, Finally. People are saying Solo's going to be there. Hopefully it freaking arrives. I have no idea. What's well, the thing, though? I'm like, as you mentioned last time, um, Dundee. Fake movie. <laughs> I don't care if it's fake. It's got two teasers and a full trailer yes. that they're probably replaying at Super Bowl. <laughs> they will. So we're going to find out what's happening with Dundee. That's for sure, because we think it's a ad campaign to get more Americans to come to Australia, because um, our dollar's low. And... Uh, <laughs> Then we're going to have Solo, we're going to have Mission Impossible, and mm. there are a stack of others that are coming, but they are the three big ones. There's a potential that there'll be another Infinity War trailer, because we've already had one, mm. um, likely that it might show up, um, but you know, I would be saying if we haven't seen, say, a Deadpool trailer... Extremely yeah. likely that we're going to see a Deadpool trailer. So that'd be trailer. strange considering it's still slated to come out in May. May. So I would be saying Super Bowl is probably a massive one that we've got an opportunity because mm. why not have a billion people watch it all at the same time? Um, so they're, they're the kind of ones I would say keep out for. I'd be extremely surprised if we don't see a solo. I'd be extremely surprised if there's no Fallout and I'm extremely surprised if there's no Deadpool. So Can you just imagine if solo was just two minutes of just space? Because there's got nothing in it. <laughs> Sorry, we're still shooting. <laughs> just that line. The bottom. Sorry, guys. We're, we're just uh, we're just changing directors again. So I'll uh, we'll have a trailer here soon. Thanks. Yeah. But on Dundee, two two teasers, full extended trailer starring every Australian wh- person, white Australian person, white Australian person. True. Bar Jessica Malboy. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, we've got more than that. <laughs> Um, and Nicole Kidman. Um, do you think they'll show another extended trailer, yeah, I think w- but a different one completely? I think they've mocked this up as a fake movie, and when we get to the Super Bowl, they're going to just tell everyone that's an ad. Mm. And they've probably made like 20 dumb ad trailers that we're going to see forever in this movie that doesn't actually exist. I think they would have shot enough to make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like a short film. Like but a decent, at least a decent short the film. The question is, why would you pay this much money... <laughs> And get all those people mm. and not make a movie. <laughs> it's like, just make the movie. you got all these people here. Um, so, yeah. Fucking <laughs> uh, I, I don't know why you wouldn't just make the movie now. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I Look, Dundee is a, a massive confusion to me. I was sure it was a movie and now I'm like, what? And then everyone's like, no, Screen Australia, Screen Australia said no, so it has to be fake. And then hang on. This is for Americans. It must be Tourism Australia. But Tourism Australia have not said anything. No, no one's saying anything. Everyone's going to say everything on Monday. And it's just funny because everyone's like presenting all of these theories as facts. And it's like, actually, there is no evidence to say who is behind this yet. The only real telling thing is Mm. Screen Australia are not subtle. Mm. 
So <laughs> if they had had a Dundee movie coming out and it had Danny McBride... They would have been shouting about that at least two years ago. Screaming. The, I mean, Oscar-nominated and Oscar-winning cast of people yeah. that are coming back together just to for this giant piss take. Yeah. Th- they would have been screaming about it. Yeah, it would have been like... That would have an uh, announcement that it has been green-lighted, the project, um, cast, pre-production, now in production, like every step of the way. There would have been set visits. Yeah, it would have been. They wouldn't have hidden from no. us for this long. Yeah. Now they're just, they're doing it cheeky styles. Yeah. Which I'm digging. But yeah. I really hope at least a short film comes out of it. I don't. I just, a few more funny ads and I'm, I'm that's about all. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, but it's... It's what I call shit-tastic, just so bad it's good that I could just, like, you know, if I'm really hungover on a Sunday morning, I could just watch it. Yeah, yeah. And, Danny, and Danny McBride's in it. Of course Absolutely. it's going to be awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, and, uh, you know, Danny McBride, Chris Hemsworth, that would be fun. Mm. I don't know. If they get all these folks, look, it might actually compel them to make a movie. You never know. <laughs> Start crowdfunding! <laughs> <laughs> they don't need crowdfunding. <laughs> They're just like, we're going to make this movie if Australia, you know, Tourism Australia give us the money for it, if we make money off this ad campaign, and then, you know, it might be there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just call Baz. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. And then he'll get Danny to call McBride in. <laughs> was in Australia for a stack of time. You know when he was in Australia? When? For Alien Covenant. Of course. So... That might... That makes sense. Makes sense. So there's probably... Stack of time around an Alien Covenant, which is last year, hmm. um, you know, sort of early last year, or the, where they were like, "Oh, we could do this." So Shame. he was around. He was. Shame it wasn't a great movie. You loved it. I but. love Alien Covenant. That's one that people have slept on. So if they're going to come back to Alien Covenant later and be are like, they? "This is so good," because so many people are, are like, they? "I like Prometheus more." I'm like, "You are crazy." <laughs> Alien Covenant I was is just so there good. Going. Yep, they're going to die right now. Oh, my God. And, oh. So good. <laughs> it made Alien... It made Prometheus, like, it actually... Uh, 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 um, it made up for Prometheus in my mind, and you get two Michael Fassbenders. Two! It was oh, awesome. Oh, Michael Fassbender. I'm, I'm such a fan of that movie. It's so good. It turned it from, like, sort of really dark, scary, you know, alien horror, and it brought in that whole artificial intelligence and, and, and sort of creating the perfect weapon to kill humanity just in spite. It was great. It was awesome. Yes. Check it out if you haven't seen it. It's awesome. We'll agree to disagree, as we do with <laughs> Batman v Superman. <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> but, like, shall we go to the rant, or shall we still talk about positive things? No, let's rant. Let's let's get let's get to this thing. Let's, let's play some the- delightful music and rant. Ah, <laughs> uh, the mystery of love by Sufjan Stevens. For some folks listening, you'll know that this is one of the key tracks. In fact, Oscar-nominated tracks for "Come by Your Name," Luca Guadagnino's amazing movie that's also nominated for Best Picture. Why are we listening to this delightful tune and getting ready to rant? Well. I sound really ABC right now when you do that voice, isn't it? <laughs> you do, because the thing is, you'll rant, and I'll be like, move over, Blake, my turn. <laughs> uh, so, the Fantastic Beasts series of movies is out, and it was very, uh, very uh, pronounced early on talking about, we have Dumbledore in this, we have young Dumbledore, and Dumbledore's gay, and Jude, Jude Law is, gay, is Dumbledore. Ga- gay Dumbledore, and now it has seemed by in some crazy reactionary reality that we live in that 
he's gay, but he won't be gay. He won't be shown to be gay, which... So he's just... He is just cister, like straight male, straight white male, but gay underneath. But no one knows. Repressed gay. Repressed gay. Have we gone so far? Back in the closet? I, I just don't... Un- I I just don't understand. And I don't know whether this has been taken out of context. Like, this thing is so bafflingly stupid, mm-hmm. like, that... Even in this series, the way that it was set up with your speakeasies and everything is like, has this repressed cloud over it. Why would you take this amazing character and this huge opportunity with this franchise that like people are like gagging for with this franchise and then just go, yeah, he's gay, but he's not. That's like saying, that's like saying everyone's gay and not. it's the stupidest thing ever. Well, it doesn't make any people- sense. People have called J.K. Rowling out on this, and she has gone, okay, this is only the second in a series of five. We will dress it later. Like, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. But this is the thing that pissed me off. In Harry Potter, she revealed Dumbledore was gay after the final book. Yeah. And at the time, everyone's like, she's like, you know, it shouldn't matter if he's gay or not, because, you know, gay people exist. And back then, applauded. I mean, we, we took what we got back then, really. Yes, yeah. But now it's like, we have moved on. The book series finished over a, well over a decade ago. And the series itself, that was about Harry. He doesn't care about his teacher's love lives. And he may not even be, he might be too young to even... Understand that? Yeah. Or he's just... He's too self-involved. Teenagers he's, he's, are completely self-involved. He's a teenager. He's yeah. self-involved. He doesn't give a shit what his teachers are doing in their spare time, unless it's Snape. <laughs> fucking obsessed with Snape. <laughs> but this is young Dumbledore. This is his era at his prime. And it's just a complete erasure of him as a person. Because while your sexuality, um, like you're not your sexuality, but your sexuality is a part of you. Yeah. I, I just think... And to and not that- address that is just... Uh, and that's why I was like, I don't know if I was reading it out of context. And maybe context is king here, but like to play devil's advocate, sure, he may be himself and they may not directly contend with it or address it. Mm. But to say so overtly that we're not, it's not going to be part of the character now. Like why, why would you even bother? Mm. Like, like you, you could totally have just been gone, like, you could have taken a completely different route with the way that you spoke about it, as in, if you're like, oh, we're going to see, you know, a Dumbledore love story in this, just go, yeah, like, there might be something on the cards in mm. the five movies, but which I'm not going to tell you anything about. Yeah. But I might tell you that, like, I might tell you that in this film, I can speak pretty definitively that it's not the focus of the story, so... They're fighting a war at the they're moment. They're fighting a war. You, He's you, not really thinking about... You, you're probably not going to get anything that directly focuses on it. So I just wonder, and this is what I'm hoping, right? Mm. Cause JK's, you know, a pretty, she wears her political heart on her sleeve. She does. But yeah. when she was like, you know, I've got another three movies. I'm like, yeah, but they're two hours long. Each, <laughs> <honey>. <laughs> like that's a lot of time. You could have been just slipped in as like, you know, something small, because this is about him versus Grindelwald, the guy he was in love with. Yeah. <laughs> this is their war. <laughs> yeah. So how do you admit that? I'm like, <laughs> One of the first two movies. So, yeah, it seems really strange. It just... I'm hoping mm. that 
its context right now mm. and that we've missed something or something has been, you know, omitted, I'm really... It it will it will be massively on our shit list if it's not addressed. Look, I thought Fantastic Beast was okay. I enjoyed it as a movie. It was okay. It was like Harry Potter. It was navel gazing, but it is something. It was a story we hadn't really explored ever. Yeah. Before, so it was like a totally different part of the Wizarding world that I am very happy to explore. Yeah, I'm happy to explore it too, and as much. And I'm a bit of a fan of Eddie Redmayne, which is probably why I rated much higher than you did. <laughs> I hate Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> I don't see the appeal at all. Um, Ginger. <laughs> look, also, he was great in Pillars of the Earth, okay? if, if you want gingers, I'm a much bigger fan of Josh Harmey from Queens of the Stone Age. Um, so, Before look, he started kicking photographers. Yeah, that was sucked. That really sucked. Um, yeah, so rant is, if they don't address it, it's it's backward bullshit. And it's erasure. Like, it's you, erasure of you, the LGBTIQ community. Yeah, and it's just so dumb. In 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 a franchise that basically is exploring the wizarding world with a new opportunity to start making some of these things with, mm. that didn't have the lens on them, or didn't have the focus, or didn't have our sort of contemporary view on them, um, an opportunity to shine. And it's kind of like, especially because you're dealing with Dumbledore the man, it feels like... Like, if you get to know him on any level, mm. you're going to, people are going to ask that question because there's, you know, they don't get much time, but there's kind of like, there's already a love story brewing with the baker and the weird sister. Like, and that was and just a few glances and then <laughs> done. Hello. Yeah. So <laughs> it doesn't take long to establish these no, things. No, not in film. No. I mean, most people tell stories within two hours, not five movies. Yeah, but the beautiful song that you just heard, yeah. Sophie and Stevens Call Me By Your Name, there's, oh my God, there is an amazing, like someone recut a trailer and yeah. cut Dumbledore's face <laughs> over Timothy Chalamet's face and cut Johnny Depp's Grindelwald face over. Oh. It's still See, gross. that was the other issue it's, it's, with this film. They kept Johnny Depp and they, oh, both Yates and... Um, David Yates, the director, and J.K. Rowling defended him to yeah, the end. Oh, I and mean, it's just like, oh. It's, it's, it's a weird situation. It is a weird... I, do, I, I can't... You don't know. You, like, of, like, and the Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing was one of the situations that was, like, investigated by police and validated. Yep. And people are like, oh, like, you know, they settled. Like, you know, and I'm like, yes. She settled, which means he's still guilty of what he did. Yes. He, so, yeah, look, it's a really weird one. But even in Call, Call Me By Your Name, mm. there's this great moment that when Army Hammer's character arrives mm. and Timothy Chalamet's character sees him for the first time, he arrives out of a car and he gets out of the car and he shakes hands and he goes, and Army, uh, Timothy Chalamet's character is talking to a girl that he's with at the time and he says, oh, he's confident. And it's in that just one second, <laughs> one, just a morsel of a movie that you just go, oh. Hello. There's just some, oh, he's confident. Just bang. There's just an instantaneous. So it just feels like, a, a, it feels like a waste. It's like, why? And the other thing is, why fucking even bother making a movie with young Dumbledore if you're not going to do it? And nice. if you don't do it. Why make the audience it's, wait so long? It's a bullshit emission. Just fucking deal with it and move on. Like, oh. And the other thing that also irks me is like, 
if it's if being queer is no big deal in the wizarding world, then why were there any like queer cup like teenage couples at Hogwarts macking out like during their teenage years? Um, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you think that Harry didn't have Ron watching him jerk off, <laughs> then well, we have got an, a problem. And you know, in the films, they never showed any same-sex couples or anything like that. They all play the hetero couples. Everyone's pairing off. Boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. And then it's just like, um, you know, there's a clear appetite for queer couples. Because if you go on any fan fiction site. Yeah, it's pretty great. Look, um, the Harry and Draco shipping is high. <laughs> the, the funny one is um, Alfonso Cuaron, who made mm. arguably the best Harry Potter film. Oh, the best. Prison, Prison of Azkaban. Hands down. Uh, made one of my favorite films called Itamama Tambien. Which basically means and your mother too in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And it's about two buddies who like like are just dirtbag teenage boys who like jerk off in front of each other and eventually end up having a threesome with an older woman. Mm. Oh my god, she's so good and beautiful, that woman. Oh my <laughs> sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> I just have to go back to that for a moment. But they, <laughs> but Blake, but, do not be creepy <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Um but it was like there was you know, the there was a great sort of spectrum of sexuality there because it was these two guys who have got this hyper, mm. you know, hyper um, macho masculine, you know, Hispanic, you know, they're meant to be sort of have a lot of bravado and toughness. Yeah, the machismo. Yeah, machismo it encapsulates it perfectly. Mm. But they sort of, they're experimenting with their sexuality and then they eventually, you know, um, uh, have sort of this you know, weird, amorous, you know, bisexual exchange um, and they kind of learn more about each other. And then they can kind of go off and say, travel whatever path they do. But I just, whenever I watch Prison of Azkaban, I can't get that out of my head. So there's that amazing scene in Prison of Azkaban where they're like hanging out and they're like eating chocolates and they're doing lion's roars and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is the scene that Alfonso (laughs) Kiran had he didn't have much to work with that he did this scene and it's really just about them like jerking off and watching each other in their dorm room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and and now the end of this podcast is weirder every week. <laughs> so we've gone from rants to rants to rants to to you guys just getting a, a glimpse in, and so a deeper glimpse inside my weird brain when uh, you know now I'm watching Prison of Azkaban I'm thinking about <laughs> two young machismo Hispanic dudes one who's Gael Garcia Bernal the other mm-hmm. guy is uh, homeboy from Diego Luna Diego Luna homeboy from Rogue, Rogue One, one. Um, yeah I'm thinking about those two guys jerking off on pool uh, pool diving boards next to each other while Ron and Harry are roaring at each other like lions <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> so much insight that I'm getting oh from you, Blake. God. I love it. Who's Tell me more. The show? <laughs> oh, I love you. You're amazing. <laughs> uh, Things you learn. Things you learn. This is but good. you know what? I have like read fan fiction in the past and they go into weirder places that you've gone, so <laughs> Yeah. It gets deep in the fanfic. It gets real deep. But we just had a glimpse. Perhaps I need to pen some fanfic. No. Um, no, I don't. Guys, Super Bowl. Lots Super of trailers. Bowl. Yep. Black Panther Back next week. Next week. And if you don't know what to do over this weekend, check out Black Lightning. 
Black Lightning. Yes. It and, is on Netflix now. It and it's doing weekly episodes. Weekly episodes. So it's dropping same time as the CW in the US. It's such a... Isn't it so refreshing when you've got like one episode a week and you're super excited? It is excited? really strange because I'm just <laughs> like, oh my gosh, new episode today. What is this? And But it is... So the character was created by the same guy that created Luke Cage, um, Tony Isabella. Tick. Um, it was DC's first African-American superhero. Tick. And this series, while not currently affiliated with Arrowverse, is, could be in the future, um, but it's just its own thing. It explores race, LGBTQ uh, issues, um, police brutality, um, gang violence. And it's done, the showrunners are African-Americans. Great. So it's by them, for them. And it is fantastic. I've only seen... I haven't seen too much of it. So I've, I've seen like half an episode, which is why I can't talk to it as much, with as much mm. authority, but I'm super excited. And um, I'm a massive Muhammad Ali fan. Mm-hmm. And so next week for the Black uh, Panther premiere, I'm going to be wearing my Rumble in the Jungle Africa Kinshasa Zaire <laughs> memorabilia, memorabilia jacket Amazing. from Roots of Fight because I'm super excited to try and just look even slightly as good as any of the people who attended the premiere <laughs> in the States. Um, Donald Glover's orange suit is a maze. So, so, guys, this has been Gaggle of Geeks. It went weird places this week. <laughs> We're really sorry. I'm sorry. But I hope you've had fun Are listening. you sorry? No. You're not uh, sorry. I'm not sorry. Uh Thanks so much for listening. Um, subscribe and rate. rate. And we review. do review. We do love those. We love those. Um, and if you want to hear our short recaps, uh, you can listen to us every Saturday morning on it's So Hot Right Now. Yes. Sophie's the host yes. and we talk for 10 minutes. Yes. Instead of 40. Instead of ranting for 20. Yeah. Discussing useful 10 and then laugh for the other 10. <laughs> and then go listen to this show. <laughs> oh, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe, rate, review. Gaggle Geeks to SER Podcast. Bye. Bye.